0: Friends. Good morning, friends. It is an honor and a privilege to be here with you today. I give God glory. I give him honor. I give him praise because it is only because of him that I stand before you today. Thank you so much. My dear friend, Pastor Jeff, he used to, he's right. He would come to the practices. We would be there early for practice and he would be there early. And every Sunday, every day, he was there early. So finally, my husband just went out and was like, I need to go speak to this guy to see, you know, he said, I just like to be here early to hear what's going on and, you know, just get myself ready and prepared. And I praise God for that because since that time, we have maintained a friendship and I adore him and his family and I'm so grateful to be with you today. I'd like to wish each and every man in the building Happy Father's Day. I would like to say Happy Father's Day to all of you. You may not be a biological father, but you may have impacted the life of some young person at some point in your life. So to you, I say Happy Father's Day. The scripture I'll be reading today is coming from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 31, beginning at verse 1 through verse 8, and then I'm going to take you down a little bit to chapter 34, and we're going to read 5 through 12. So again, Deuteronomy 31, 1 through 8, and then Deuteronomy 34, 5 through 12. When Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I am now 120 years old and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan River, but the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy the nations living there and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will lead you across the river just as the Lord promised. The Lord will destroy the nations living in the land, just as he destroyed Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites. The Lord will hand over to you the people who live there, and you must deal with them as I have commanded you. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Then Moses called for Joshua, and as all of Israel watched, he said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Chapter 34, verse 5. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, just as the Lord had said. The Lord buried him in a valley near Beth Peor in Moab. But, this, but to this day, no one knows the exact place. Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyesight was clear and he was as strong as ever. The people of Israel mourned for Moses on the plains of Moab for 30 days until the customary period of mourning was over. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit and wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. There was never, there has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. The Lord sent him to perform all the miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants and his entire land. What with mighty power, Moses performed terrifying acts in the sight of all of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God and Father, it's once again that we, your people, come before you, giving you honor, glory, and praise. Father, you are like no other God. You are the God who sees, hears, and you are the God who never sleeps nor slumbers. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, you are God, and you are greatly to be praised. We honor you today. We bless your name. We thank you for your presence. And we pray, Lord God, that you would have your way in this place. Lord God, receive our worship. We pray, God, that you get glory out of it. And Lord, right now, I ask that you would decrease me and increase in a mighty way. All of you and none of me, God. Father, we, I pray for the hearts and the minds of your people, those who are here in person and those who may be watching virtually. Father, I pray that their hearts will be filled with what it is that you want them to hear. Father, I pray that your word would be rhema and would speak directly to them in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, I praise you for another opportunity. And Father, I pray now that you would speak. Father, I have prayed, I have prepared, but Father, I pray that you would speak. Speak, Lord. Your people are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Class reunions, photo albums, family songs in old neighborhoods, like longtime friends they awaken our memories and stir our emotions. The past is a kaleidoscope of promises, failures, victories and embarrassments. Sometimes we want to forget memories that are too painful. As the years pass however, m- remembrances of the unpleasant events usually fade into our subconscious. But those but there is time to remember because mistakes must be re- repeat, must not be repeated, commitments must be fulfilled, and memory of special events can encourage us to move us into action. Today we are taking a look at the fifth book of the Pentateuch, Deuteronomy, which comes from the Greek word deuteronomion, which means second law, and is written in the form of a treaty between a king and his vassal state. It calls Israel to remember who God is and what he has done. The old generation who lacked faith wandered for 40 years and died in the wilderness. They left Israel behind but never entered the promised land. Then on the east bank of the Jordan River, Moses prepared the sons and daughters of that former faithless generation to possess the land. As they stand ready to enter the promised land, Moses has some important advice to give them. This advice came in the form of three addresses. In chapters 1 through 4, Moses delivers his first address. He reminded them of the mighty acts of God and reviewed the history of his previous care to his people in Israel. Through God's actions in the past, we can learn about God and serve who we serve today. Remembering God's special involvement in our lives gives us hope and encouragement for the future. Moses delivers his second address in chapters 4 through 29. Here he recounts the Ten Commandments and the other laws given to the Israelites at Mount Sinai. He urges them to obey the law and reminds them of the consequences of disobeying God's law. The Ten Commandments and all of God's laws point out to us where we fall short and show us how we should act as God's people. Obeying God's laws brought blessings to Israelite, to the Israelites, and disobeying brought misfortune. This was part of the written agreement God made with the people. Although we are not part of that covenant, the principle holds true. Obedience and disobedience carry inevitable consequences in the life, this life, and the next. In his third address, in chapters 29 and 30, Moses called the people to commitment. Here he urged the people to honor the contract they had previously made with God. God still calls us to be committed to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Knowing God's word is not enough, we must obey it. Because of what God has done, Israel should have hope and follow him. Because of what God expects, they should listen and obey. Because of who he is, they should love him completely. Learning these lessons will prepare them to possess the promised land. Moses knew that his time with the people in Israel was coming to an end. He wanted to make sure that they realized the power they had in Almighty God. Moses was a mighty man of God and a phenomenal leader. This made him unforgettable. So what does it mean to be unforgettable? Well, the definition of the word indicates that one must must be impossible to forget. Very memorable. Maybe it's the boy or girl next door when you were growing up or your first love, maybe it's your elementary school teacher or Sunday school teacher or youth leader, whoever it may be, that person in your mind, in your time, they left a lasting impression, one that you will never forget. In history, there have been countless individuals who have left memorable marks. Some we cherish, while others we wish we could forget. However, they are are forever etched in our memory. You remember Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols. They were responsible for the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing that killed 168 people and, and injured more than 680 others. Or what about the, those 22 days in October? You guys may not remember that, but those 22 days in October in 2002, when you were afraid to go and buy the gas at the home or go to Home Depot or play outside during recess because you didn't know if that was going to be the day that the DC sniper John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malvo would—you would be there and that you would be their victim. These individuals and in these situations are snapshots in time that we would like to forget, but unfortunately, they are unforgettable. But then there are those moments in history that we replay over and over again that remain so important to us. Like that record day in 1941, when Joe DiMaggio broke the record for the most consecutive games played in Major League Baseball. Or 1957, when the first woman of color, Althea Gibson, won a Grand Slam title. Or how about the words that rung out with great power in 1963? I say to you today, my friends, even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Althea Gibson, Joe DiMaggio, and many others will forever be unforgettable. The Bible is also filled with memorable moments and people. From Genesis to Revelation, there are countless people who have done amazing things for God, and Moses is one of those people. Moses. Born Hebrew, but raised as a prince in Egypt, Moses, the faithful leader of God, people who chose God's people who chose to suffer with the children of Israel. Moses. The man who, according to Exodus 33:11, God would speak to faith, to face, as God speaks to a friend. Moses, the servant of God who appeared before Pharaoh and said, "Let my people go Moses!" The man who led the children of Israel through the Red Sea on dry land. yes, this Moses was unforgettable. But now, the mighty man of God has come to the end of his life. This brings me to my first point. Recognize your mortality and remember God's immortality. Verse 1 and 2 say, When Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to leave you. The Lord has told me, you will not cross the Jordan River. After all of his leading and that face-to-face relationship that he had with God, he would not enter the promised land. Why? Well, let's look at Numbers 20, verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough, to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel. You will not lead them into land, the land that I am giving them. The Lord told Moses to speak to the rock, but Moses struck the rock, not once, but twice. God did the miracle, but Moses took the credit by saying in verse 10, must we bring water from the rock? By striking the rock, Moses disobeyed God's direct command and dishonored God in the presence of of the people Moses was their leader and a model for the entire nation and because of his great responsibility he could not let it go lightly God could not let him get off lightly once again the people had frustrated Moses and he let it get the best of him this caused him to disobey God to prove to just to prove something to man Peter and the Apostles in Acts five twenty nine said we must, must we, we must obey God rather than human authority. Leaders, you too have a great responsibility. Never let others frustrate you to a point where you disobey God. Ultimately, forfeiting, forfeiting the promise that he made to you. Recognize your mortality and remember God's immortality. The next thing we must do is realize your lifespan or life stage, and raise up your replacement. Verse 8 and 9 says, Then Moses called for Joshua, and all, all Israel watched and said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you, and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. Moses could give this pep talk to Joshua because God had given to him this same pep talk in their discussion at the burning bush. Moses knew God to be faithful, had experienced firsthand what God could do, and now it was time for him to pass the baton to his replacement, Joshua. In a relay race, one athlete runs a lap, and then he hands the baton to a second, who then runs and hands the baton to a third, and he hands the baton to the fourth. Notice the first runner never crosses the finish line, but the team will win if their four runners complete their laps the fastest and do not drop the baton. The same is true for the Israelites. They had a great leader in Moses who led them out of Egypt and across the wilderness to the edge of the promised land. But his lap ended and he had to pass the baton to Joshua, who the the Bible says in verse 9 was full of the spirit of wisdom. Joshua led while while he was there and then passed the baton to another, who then passed it on to another and so on and so forth. The baton is still being passed to leaders in the church today. Remember, no leader runs forever. Billy Graham once said, Our primary goal in life is to prepare for the last. Realize your life stage and raise up your replacement. The last point is realize your significance. You may be remembered, but only God is worshiped. In verses 5 through 12, Moses dies at 120 years old. But the Bible says in verse 7 that his eyesight was clear and he was strong as ever. Verse 10 says, there was never been another prophet in Israel like Moses whom the Lord knew face to face. God used this mighty man to bring down the mighty forces of Egypt. With mighty power, verse 12 says, Moses performed terrifying acts in the sight of Israel. Yes, Moses was significant. Moses will be remembered. But he is not the one who should be worshipped, for none of what Moses did was in his own power. It was almighty God, and God, all the glory and praise belongs to him. How will you be remembered? Will the, life, will the life you live be positively or negatively unforgettable? What will your children say about you when you pass from this life to eternity? Will you be remembered as a nurturing, loving parent? Or an abusive tyrant who was more unkind than loving? Will they say that they could always depend on you? Or would they say that you were never there for them? To your children, what makes you unforgettable? I remember, I'm reminded of a poem that reads, I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to dates on the tombstone from beginning to the end. He noted that the first came the birth date and spoke the following with tears. But he said what mattered most was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that they spent alive on Earth. And now, only those who love them know what that line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live in love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard, are there things you would like to change? for you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what is true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect, and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, will you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? The impressions that we leave on people are lasting. And as the body of Christ, it is important that those impressions reflect him, in the 90th chapter of Psalms, Moses prayed, teach us to number our days. The Message Bible says, oh, teach us to live well. Teach us to live wisely and well. It is God's desire that we live well. Use that time we have that we have to use it and use it wisely. As I prepare to close, I'd like to leave you with the lyrics of one of my favorite rap songs. Buss it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) If the Bible was rewritten and life put you in it, I wonder how my life would read. Would the people that have heard of me read just to learn of me and be turned away by what they see? Or would they slump in their sofas, blown away and sober because my life didn't come to believe? Or would they do a once over? Read the pages of my life and once it's over, close the book and say, that's not how I want to be. Now that's a sad commentary when I'm buried under the public to see. But I pray that they remember me for walking in integrity, being what God called me to be. And if I leave an impression, man, I hope that I impress them with a life that is clean and free. And I pray that I'm not embarrassing when they read my narrative once I finally do leave. Who am I? And who are you? As I take my seat, I encourage you to be unforgettable. God bless you.